Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the creative and curious world of work through monologues and conversations with creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and changemakers. How many of you hit the reset button of your life on January 1st, 2023? This year is probably the first time I decided against resolutions and wishing for a different life. Not because I'm giving up or social media said I needed to, but because I have work to do on myself, for my clients, and to bring the creative vision deep within me to life. I've always loved hitting the reset button. It's how I learned to play the guitar, after all. But this year is different. Instead of resetting to serve some idealized version of myself, I'm rummaging around on the floor amongst the broken pieces of life to see what's there. In today's episode of Getting Work to Work, I'm going to share five interesting pieces of the puzzle that each form their own intriguing vision of the future. Show notes and links to all the good stuff mentioned in this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 650. As I've shared throughout the last several monologues of Getting Work to Work, 2022 was a year where a lot of my life broke into pieces. And if I'm to be honest with you, and myself, it's been fractured for a long time. But the clear snap happened late last year, sending a thousand pieces onto the floor. And if December showed me nothing else, it was a month where I decided to sweep them all into the corner so that I didn't have to really see what was there, because I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to see all that was on the floor, what was salvageable, what wasn't, and what was bound for the dustpan and the dump. Now that we've crossed over into a new year, I'm sitting on the floor, rummaging through the pieces of a very interesting puzzle. And in today's episode of Getting Work to Work, I'm going to share five interesting pieces that I found that each form their own intriguing vision of the future. The first puzzle piece is this. Social media is not a true representation of reality. Nothing new here, obviously, but it's a new year, and once again, I already have to explain this concept to myself. I find myself mindlessly, passively scrolling, swiping, liking. You get the idea. Everyone, and I put everyone in quotes, is talking about New Year's resolutions, how to improve your businesses, art versus design, how to serve your clients more, strategy, oh, strategy, time to mute that word. Not to mention the fact that the robots are here to take away our jobs. AI art's not real art. AI art is robbing artists. So many things that tell us to do this, don't do that. This one over here, here's an asshole. Here's a saint. All of these things meant to rile us up. And regardless, our social media feeds are not a true representation of reality. It is an algorithmic view of the world through the lens of the people we follow, the stuff we like, the stuff the platform thinks we'll like based upon what we've seen and engaged with, the desires of the company who own the social media platform, not to mention the advertisers for whom we exist to serve. It's no surprise that when we step away from the feeds, life gets a little bit more clear. The air is crisper and the dog's tail wags more when I look him in the eye with the phone down and say, hello. A lot of how I think about social media is similar to how my dog eats his breakfast and dinner. He devours each kibble as fast as possible, 
probably without tasting it or chewing it, and then licks the bowl clean until he decides to do something else. Give me all the content as fast as possible, and when there's nothing left, I will lick the remnants clean. Sounds about right to me. We all must make our peace with social media. There is a relationship for sure moving forward, but I'm not 100% sure of what that is. I know for one thing, though, I'm more interested in those moments of life not designed to be consumed and forgotten. I'm more intrigued with a three-hour movie meticulously crafted by an auteur than a 10-second video that a million people have seen. The 500-page book over the 500-word rant. You get the idea. The second puzzle piece? The platform will always consume the craft. Similar to my thoughts about social media for sure, but the pieces of the puzzle destined for the dump are those solely relating to platforms. Yes, I need to have a base understanding of platforms for the distribution of my work and the work for my clients. The platforms being YouTube, Instagram, WordPress, Kindle, Kajabi. But the time spent in service of those platforms will always take away from the time spent in development and growth in craft. The thing I've discovered is that most things about platforms can be quickly found on Google. It is craft that takes time and intention and developing. And yes, there are aspects of the craft that can be found on Google, but it is in the practice that craft turns into something else. A platform exists for the company who owns it. Craft exists for us, the creators and the audience. And that is the relationship I am most interested in working on fostering in 2023 and beyond. The third puzzle piece, AI is just another tool. There are a lot of hot takes out there floating around the internet about artificial intelligence. It's going to destroy us, the lives and well-being of creative professionals. It's going to end industries, destroy jobs. I've got Oppenheimer echoing in my mind. Now I am become death, the destroyer of worlds. Sure, you can use AI to generate images and write books. You can probably use it to create animations and videos too. But my hot take is this. AI is just another tool in our creative arsenal. You can choose to wield it and create art. You can use it to communicate an idea. You can even use it to express something deeper. It seems that the fear with AI is the same with the story about chimps and typewriters. Given time, will they be able to write Shakespeare? Probably not, but a damn good tweet, most likely. With any tool, we must learn to use it in conjunction with our creative vision. And the creative vision is something that AI or any other tool, and yes, social media is a tool, will never replace. Spend time developing a creative vision that demands your life. Now that's an interesting puzzle piece. The fourth puzzle piece, less communication, more expression. Given that I work primarily in mediums that are used for the communication of ideas, writing, speaking, filming, I find that the communication of ideas is essential, but ultimately limited. Yes, there are so many ideas to explore, but there is something about communication that is surface level. I'm not sure why, but the book Walk Through Walls by Marina Abramovich was the hammer 
that shattered my fractured life into pieces. The world of performance art is a world that I do not live in and one that I struggle to understand. But the core idea that I took away from that book, that it communicated to me, was that beyond communication lives expression, expression of something so deep that it can only be felt. It lacks understanding and concrete definition. It can't be quantified. The artist is present, sitting at a table, looking into one another's eyes. This is next-level mind-boggling stuff for me. As a podcaster, I think about this deeper level. What do I want to express to others through this show that they feel and turn it into something else? As a filmmaker, what do I long to say with my films? The thing about communication versus expression is that expression takes time to discover and it exists as a function of your creative vision. It is deeper, more intentional, and it takes a lot of time to develop. It misses more than it hits, and it's not about popularity, virality, or trendiness. It's about humanity. The fifth and final piece of the puzzle that I'm going to talk about today is embrace reverse scale. Serve the person in front of you. Much like Abramovich sitting in front of a single person while hundreds are in line to engage with her, I want to embrace reverse scale as written about by Sean Askinosi in his book, Meaningful Work. He writes, let's turn the scale pyramid upside down. What if we consider the impact a good idea might have on one person? Or ask, how will it change me? This approach gives us a greater likelihood of transformation because of the personal connection with another human being in need, which over the long term is the greatest scale of all. Why? Because we produce more change when we change ourselves, and a more compassionate world will solve big problems and produce joy at the same time. If there is a paragraph that blows my mind, it's the one that Sean just wrote. Amazing stuff. And yet I think back to Abramovich. In order to do the work of the artist is present, she had to train her body to be able to sit for hours so that she could be present with each person. And this training is only possible through reverse scale, and I'm all for it. There are so many other pieces in the pile here, and I will no doubt share them in future episodes of Getting Work to Work, but for now, I hope that you will embrace the beautiful imperfections found in the broken areas of your life and work. If you were to make your list of interesting things found in the broken pile before you, what would they be? I hope you'll take a look and see, write them down, and start using them to discover that creative vision for your life and work. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your life. <laughs>